Hello and welcome to Shades and Layers, a show that celebrates black women entrepreneurs. Season one focuses on the indie beauty industry. I'm your host, Gudwanus Kusana Ritchie. Today, my guest is Nigerian-born entrepreneur Ade Adejumo, who gave up office life and founded Ade Organics in 2012. Today, she runs Ade Organics while at the same time finalizing her cosmetology studies. She also has a children's book publishing company, and she is the author of its first published title, Pancake Saturday. I caught up with Ade on Skype one Sunday morning during the COVID lockdown in Denmark, and she was taking a short break from her studies. We started our conversation discussing her brand. Ade Organic, it's a, it's a lifestyle brand. Um, it's still something that I'm building. Uh, at the moment, it's um, I just have a two primary product ranges, which is the vegan nail polishes and the uh, organic soy candles, which I make myself. So uh, with the courses which I'm taking in uh, skin therapy and uh, cosmetology, I should be able to add uh, more wellness and spa services uh, like uh, facials and uh, all the wellness, uh, other things, you know, that just to give this balance and general well-being. So hopefully it will be like a full, you know, recharge type of thing that is, is clean and, you know, all natural. Why did you choose the all natural route for your brand? Uh, for me, I mean, a, a few years ago, you know, through my creativity and sort of kind of making stuff at home, I just kind of fell in love with it. And with what I'm doing, at least at least with what I'm learning now in school, you know, when it comes to skincare, I mean, it's not, ev- you can't solve every problem effectively with, let's say, 100% organic stuff. There are still some professional grade stuff you need to 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 use to solve some, some skin issues. But we're going to try to keep it as clean or as close to nature as possible depending on uh, 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 the client's needs or, or requirements. But, yeah, I mean, we want to keep it clean, something that, you know, doesn't doesn't have any toxic e- effect on you or your body as, as much as possible. And also not, not so many people realize the differences, you know. Uh, a product can be vegan but not necessarily organic, or a product can be organic, but not necessarily natural. So there are just some subtle differences, you know, that everybody just assumes if it's vegan, is organic, or if it's organic, is vegan or natural. That there are some little, little differences with all these things. Yeah. And uh, why is that important uh, to you? It's important because it is important because we live in a world where now consumers are more conscious. You know, everybody is more want to take care of themselves. Everybody cares about their well-being, and people are much more informed. You know, just telling someone, "Oh, this product is good," or just because the packaging looks pretty, it doesn't do it for many people now. People are very aware. People are well informed, and people want quality stuff, people want to put quality stuff on their body, they want to ingest quality stuff, you know, so there's just a general awakening and an awareness generally when it comes to well-being, caring for yourself and wellness. So, I mean, people want products that cater to their preferences, for example, if they're vegan, so why can't they have also vegan cosmetic stuff 
or if they or why can't they have things as clean as possible? You know, people people have allergies, a lot of things, especially here in uh, Scandinavia, especially with uh, with scents. So you know, it's it's part of that. We are all trying to be in tune with with the times and seeing and catering to what people need. Is it easy to sort the product, your or ingredients uh, that go into your product? It, I mean, it's it takes a little bit of research. You need to be aware because, you know, some people don't really are not really straightforward about stuff. But people are people generally are people generally will say, okay, this is that, or and now a lot of things can be easily certified. I mean, not easily. There's like a process which many people don't want to go through. But yeah, there are a lot of places that you can get. Uh, Certified natural or, or certified organic stuff from you know so yeah the industry is is pretty much wide open mm. and um, what are some of the uh, challenges that uh, you face in getting ade organics off the ground? Mm. A lot of it is uh, it's it's time and a lot of it is also you know trying to get your message across to the right people, you know, because there, there's a lot of people who sort of feel like, oh, uh, like when they don't really know you or what you're about. Like I find like with the business, when people uh, understand my background story or when when I'm open with people, you know, I get better results with customers. You know, they, they're interested to and inspired, you know, when they hear about your story and what you're trying to do. So, you know, sometimes when you meet people who don't really get your message or where you're coming from, it could be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a lot of things also navigating Denmark a, a, as well. You know, you need to really understand your environment and the culture and the people. Right. But but for me, I've been taking it, you know, just gently and slowly and at my own pace as best as possible. And how would you describe the typical client of uh, Ade Organics? Uh, what are they like? Uh, you know, yeah, just uh, their mindset. Who are they? Mm, uh, I think it's a wide range of people. I mean, I think for me, like with the nail polishes, uh, for example, like I find that when I'm able to sort of break down things and explain to people and they can and people can see that I know what I'm doing or or, or what I'm about you know there's usually that uh, turnaround like that the more informed uh, you information you give the customer they're more you know open and excited to try stuff or, or, or do things so for me I feel like you know having that solid background and knowing what I'm doing and you know being in the thick of everything and as probably with the candles making it myself you know that's people find that very uh, in, uh, interesting and and people are really excited to to use and try stuff that you know you've made yourself or you've made with your hands you know it, it's it to them it's just more special sometimes right so how did your interest in uh, the beauty industry specifically the organic beauty industry start 
for me, I've always had an interest in beauty, but you know, as I'm sure a lot of African people can can relate, uh, I mean, there are certain professions our culture doesn't really exalt so much, you know. It's, we either have to be a lawyer or a doctor, you know. We tend to look down on some type of professions. So I personally, I have an LLM in international law, you know, because those are the type of, of, uh, of, of things that our parents push, you know. It sounds more, you know, like professional and things like that. But so based on that stereotyping, I never really pursued my interest in it, you know. It was more as I started coming to my own as an adult, I started to realize that you, you need to do the things that you love and it's important to do the things that you love and you get more happiness doing the things that you love. And that's how I just general, uh, gradually started pursuing those interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, now do you find that uh, you are kind of living the creative life that you've always wanted to? I will say so. I will say so to to some degree. I, I would say so, but it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of difficulty. You know, if you have to have that conviction, you have to be hundred percent sure that this is what you want to do, because if it's just you know a passing interest, it's not. You you cannot sustain it. It just you know it it needs to be something that comes from inside, because it's not an easy path. Right, and. Yeah. What makes it so difficult in your in your perception or in your experience? No, no, no. People understand uh, what it takes to to be creative, or a lot of time you invest in stuff. You know, a lot of people just you know when you go to shop, you see something already ready, you just grab it and go. You know, of all the things that are made in all these big big factories, not a lot of people realize. This, the headache and hours that go with like small scale businesses who do a lot of things on their own, you know. So in, in that way, it's if you if not something you really love, you you can just easily get discouraged or just stop it because it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. This is Shades and Layers. Today we are speaking to Ade Adejumo, founder of Ade Organics and Adejumo Children's Books. Up next, we chat about her book, Pancake Saturday, as well as her ambitions for the publishing house. Ade Organics is not only producing beauty products, but uh, there's another articulation of beauty, and that's in children's books. Can you speak a little bit about what you're doing there with the children's books publishing? Um, yeah. I, I started with the children's book, so I have uh, a Rejimo children's book, so it's like a, a children's book publishing company. Uh, at the moment, it's a part of the organics, just to make it manageable for me to keep uh, an eye on everything. Uh, and it's pretty much another creative outlet of mine. I know it's <laughs> it sounds like a, a, diff, a way different industry from what I'm doing with the beauty, but I mean... It's, it's the same thing, like, w- as we as individuals, we're we are all never one thing, you know. We're mothers, we're professionals, we're sisters, we're aunties, you know. You know what I mean? Like, there's different mm-hmm. facets to yeah. everybody's life. And that's how it is with cre- creativity. There's no, you don't have to always sit in one particular box, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, the, we, yeah, there is, and, and it's, 
it's just an extension of me, just the same way as I'm I'm a I'm a sister or, or uh, I'm an auntie. It's an extension of me. I've always written. I've always loved written. And even as a child, I used to be in love with uh, Enid Blyton books. And I used to remember I would I would rather just sit inside and read than <laughs> even go out and play. I was one of those children. Like if you disturb me while I was reading, I could just flip out i really loved you know and that imagination just you know kept my mind open you know because i was able to sort of kind of look at things in in different ways and i used to just write little things going through my life and and i just thought uh with the with the book i wrote i just thought you know what uh why don't i share some of that crazy why don't i do something about this writing mm-hmm. of mine yeah yeah so the book that you wrote is called Pancake Saturday. What's the story about? Uh, it's pretty much uh, a story about uh, me and my mom. And it pretty much talks about the family tradition that it's really common in almost every home. And mm. uh, for me, this was one of the first times as a child that I, I realized, you know, the, the benefit of hard work and that things don't have to be easy, but if you work hard at it, you you can be successful at it. And I thought, what a wonderful true story that I can share and inspire children to 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 dream and aspire. And and that's what I wanted to do with the book. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly struck by the fact that uh, the protagonist is a little black girl with Afro puffs, and I found <laughs> that significant because you don't see that uh, very often. And that's yeah. particularly Danish bookshelves. Mm-hmm. So when I spotted it, I thought, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. <laughs> I knew that, uh, you know, my kids would enjoy it because they would see someone who looks like them. I mean, is uh, that something that uh, you um, plan on uh, pursuing further uh, as uh, are they, uh, uh, children's uh, publishing uh, develops? Or what's, um, what's, your, what's your vision there? I would definitely like to to keep going with that. You know, I I, I have so many experiences from my personal life and, and from my culture that I think that it would be awesome to share. And I, I mean, I've, I've also written uh, uh, on my Facebook page, you know, I'm interested also to, because I, I know that since I've written the book, a lot of um, uh, women of color have approached me with different ideas, or they've always said to me, or oh, I've always wanted to write a book or some, a children's book or something. And I always say to them, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I have a small operation going. You can come to me with your story, with your idea, and I, I'm happy to jump into it with you and help you publish it. And, you know, just let's get this, um, let's get our stories out there of our community. And, and, and you know, this little thing, I think, you know, People know African people for a lot of things, but there's still a lot of misconception around our culture. And, you know, I think that I, I'm, I'm open. That's where I want to go. Besides sharing my, my, my story. Sorry? And that's even among ourselves in terms yeah, of... Um, that's, yeah, it's true. You, you are completely right about it. Funny enough, it's, this is just the truth. But, but, but you're right. I, I, that's what I really want to do. I want to keep sharing these wonderful stories from my own experiences and uh, growing up as a child, which were very wonderful. And I'm happy to do it for any any person of color as well. If you have any story, I'll be happy to publish it. Mm -hmm. Provided it's in line with where I'm going with the the company. Yeah. 
So you are self-published. Can you talk a little bit about the process of um, putting this book together and, uh, you know, how you see it uh, evolving in future? To be honest, do this, I mean, it, it was a difficult process, of course, with anything you're doing for the first time, you learn a lot on the job. Uh, yeah. And it, there's also, you know, not it's not every... It's not every, how will I put it? It's not uh, everyone that understands where you're going with what you're trying to do. But it, it was a difficult process. I'm not going to lie about that. And extremely expensive, at least for me. I can't speak for everybody else, you mm -hmm. know. But but it was fun. It was fun. For me, the way I look at it, this is something that I've, I've always wanted to do, something I love doing. So no matter whatever growing pain, it's, it's, it's not... It, it's not what the joy and and that, that sense of you know accomplishment of, of of what I've done yeah yeah very important part of it yeah mm -hmm. you're listening to shades and layers today we're speaking to Adia de Jumo founder of Adia Organics and Adia Jumo children's books up next, she discusses how she is handling her own experience of running a business and also talks about how her childhood was a good foundation for her chosen path today. When you reflect on your journey as an entrepreneur, as a creative person, how would you summarize your experiences so far? It's up and down. There's a lot of uh, mountain peak moments, a lot of valley moments. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. But, I mean, overall, I am grateful. Uh, above all, I am I am happy. I think if I didn't take this leap, I would have at some point been regretful. Mm. You know, uh, it, it was a very risky leap. I have lost in certain things, but... I, I am grateful for it, and I hope that uh, I have the strength to keep going and I'm able to reach my goal with things, uh, with where I'm going. So, like and everything in life, it's not easy at all. <laughs> that much I have to say. Yeah. And how have you stopped yourself from giving up? You, when you fall, you pick yourself up and keep going again. And when I mean pick yourself up, I'm not saying, oh... Just dust off the dusts or whatever. Sometimes when you fall, you need to take that. You need to take a minute to think. You need to take a minute yeah. to reflect. You need to take a minute to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Understand why you fell. And try to learn. There have to be a lesson from everything. And you get up after you've gone through your reflection and analysis. And you give it another go. Mm -hmm. Do you have a good support structure around you for supporting your journey? I have wonderful friends, I have family, and I mean, that's much more than anyone can ask for. Great. And then uh, just uh, finally touching on the personal side of you, you are one of nine children. Yes, I am. Growing up in a Big family and uh, some of the things you love to do. You met, you mentioned reading. Yes, but, I did. You know, what are the creative pursuits that you like doing as a young girl or any other aspect of your childhood that you have uh, fond memories about? Uh, uh, for me, 
Growing up as a child, I used to be, I was a little bit of a nerd, funny enough, you know, and I was one of those mm-hmm. sort of OCD type of kids, you know. Uh, I shared a room with the, my sister and it was really funny because she was the opposite of me. So we always had a room where one half was neat and the other half was like uh, a tornado went through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, I have found sanity in my own little half and she was happy in her own little half. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that, you know, maybe a lot of why I'm ex- taking my time now to explore these things because I didn't really get to explore most of those things because I was just so uh, regimented as a child. You know, reading and writing was pretty much one of my primary uh, creative outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily also... I grew up uh, in a, I would call it a, a, a little bit of a farm. My mom was, she, she, not only did she have green fingers, but, you know, we had like a little bit of a, a poultry farm. Uh, we had little, um, we had like a nice uh, patch uh, where we had like a mini vegetable uh, a garden. We also planted uh, mm-hmm. Irish and sweet potato. We had uh, some maize and we had one cow. I know it sounds funny and <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of chickens and uh, we had rabbits, we had uh, pigeons. So for a child, that's like fun, you know, you run through maize fields, harvest and plant potatoes, you feed the rabbits, you feed the pigeons, you run around with goats, with the little cow. We had neighbors who had horses. And at that point, we lived in the, the northern part of Nigeria, which had lots of mountains. So, you know, when girls really rowdy in the house, my mom would actually pack us a picnic basket, and we put on hiking shoes. And she just sends up, sends she sends up, uh, sends us out for lunch. So we packed this. Uh, we had this our uh, lunch uh, uh, boxes in our backpacks and stuff, and we yeah. go hiking. We would climb the mountains, and there was this nice top, flat top, where we would just sit, looking. Oh, it was just so beautiful. And we would have our lunch. And and I think for my mom also, those moments must have been glorious because, you know, when your kids can be out, when you have so many kids and you can have a moment where you can breathe. But for, <laughs> all, no, but for us as kids, it was wonderful because you just the, the whole idea of climbing the mountain and going up. I mean, it wasn't like we're eating fancy stuff. We're eating just basic stuff, but it was fun because we would make this little picnic. We eat, we play. And then by the time we go back home, we'll just maybe have a siesta, wash up, dinner, do homework. You know, so for me, those little things were magical. Yeah. You know, those little yeah. moments were really, really magical for me. And yeah, those those are the memories that I that I had from growing up as a child. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Really lovely to hear. And I mean, no one wanted to pursue a creative life. It sounds like uh, your childhood was quite glorious. Yes, it was. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, lastly, um, if you can uh, talk about your vision for your projects going forward and um, what we can expect from you in uh, the next few years. Uh, with, with the publishing company, I would definitely like to do a lot more children's books. Um, of course, I, I would like to 
is remain uh, do a lot more in the age group which I'm working in, uh, which is zero to six. But I'll also be interested to explore into teenage uh, books because uh, through my these experiences, wow. I had a lot of um, parents who wanted something for much older kids. So that would be really interesting for me, you know, because I, I think teenagers to deal with a lot of things like anxiety and a lot of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm really thinking of tapping into that moment of my life when you think everything is over and the whole world is crashing. And, you know, that time when you're just coming into your own, it would be interesting to, to really explore that age group. So definitely uh, wouldn't be rushing into anything, but I want to take my time and produce, you know, quality books. So that's what I'm hoping for the future with the book side. And with, with Ade Organics, um, pretty much what I would like to do, of course, is um, uh, to increase the project range. Um, and also to add the services. And even though Ade Organics is trying to be clean and organic uh, as much as possible, I also don't want to box myself too much into the organic area, because I've realized now as a skin therapist, if I'm going to work with, with skin on a professional level, I can't, it's not everything that organic stuff can fix, if you know what I mean. So well, I, there's not enough range available in the raw product. Exactly. That what I, it's not, how would I put it? Some raw products sometimes need to be developed a little bit to get mm. a more potent version of it to solve certain type of issues, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the general idea would be that, with that would be to add some wellness services. So it's not, so it's going to be like a more as clean, as much clean products as possible. Uh, more uh, wellness and, 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 and uh, clean uh, beauty care uh, services as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does beauty mean to you? To me, beauty has to do more with how you see yourself, your general well-being, and a little bit of happiness into it, and and how you express yourself. Wonderful. So yeah, beauty to me is the whole package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I no problem. To end on, um, yeah. the, I wish you a beautiful journey, and oh, I look you. forward to you when you reach the next stage. Thanks to our guest Ade Adejumo for sharing her story. To treat yourself to some luxury soy candles and give yourself happy nails, visit adeorganics.com. The link is included in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today's Shades and Layers. Remember to like and review us and spread the word. Until next time, take care.